This evening, this is Chuck Nasty. This is Whitman, and you're listening to Indie Brigade presents Nasty Nation presents Graveyard Talk. I'm gonna figure out some better way to say that at some point, but you get the gist. That's all we got for now. Yeah. Um, hope you've been listening to uh, all the the episodes that we've done, um, and if you have, you notice we focus on horror. That's the main thing. And we've been focusing on different directors, different uh, movies, genres, all that stuff within horror. But we've mentioned before that horror is not just horror movies. You know, obviously it's comic books, books, video games, and among many other things, music. Um, and uh, actually, Whitman was the one that came up with this idea the other day. And I was like, wow, that's a great idea. If we uh, switch it up a little bit and uh, talk a little bit about about a few bands that uh, we see as our favorites and very important ones uh, in the uh, horror music uh, genre, uh, so I hope that uh, you enjoy. <laughs> uh, first one that uh, we decided we we're going to uh, talk about is. Uh, and there's, there's like no real order, I guess. It's just that this no, order fits. We were talking about it. It's just like uh, any kind of bands, even any different types of genres. Tonight's, I mean, mostly just rock genre, but there are others um, that touch on horror stuff that use horror aesthetics in their, you know, either stage Oh, yeah, there's, there's rock billy, rockabilly bands. Oh, yeah, man. Well, there's even some band, like, uh, like some rap band. groups and some pop. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. there's all kinds, but... You, you use that aesthetic, you know, skulls or monsters and the devil and all this, you know, Halloween stuff, horror stuff. And just about all of them love the Misfits. Well, I mean, because they're one of the... Even if, even if it's pop music. Well, because the, the Crimson Skull, everybody, you yeah. can see that a mile away and be like, oh, like, that's a Misfits skull. Yeah. You know, so, but, yeah. you know, you're using something from the horror genre in your lyrics, visuals, all, usually all of the above. Yeah. So, and... I mean, this band, we both really dig them a lot, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, White Zombie uh, was uh, one of the bands that really kind of set, set the stage for me a little bit. Yeah, man. When it came down to, to it was the music certain stuff. I wanted to hear as a teenager. Yeah. It was... Uh, I mean, you see the videos on, like, MTV. Like, Will Beavis and Butthead started showing their stuff. And yeah. It's like late night MTV, back when it was good, played rock music, would show White Zombie videos. Black Sunshine. Oh, man. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thunder Kiss. Thunder Kiss was one of the first ones I heard. And then when, uh, you know, later on, Astro comes out, More Human Than Human. 
that video with all the Halloween stuff and the pumpkin heads. That's and, the one that did it for me. Oh, man. Well, and just the sound. Yeah. You know, it's... You're, you're so heavy. You're listening to a horror movie, basically. Yeah. It is... Uh, it's heavy, but it's not... I don't know. White Zombie especially was kind of like groove metal. Like it has a, a real heavy bass beat. I mean, it's a, you can dance to White Zombie music. Yeah, you know I've, seen, I mean? I've it, seen a lot of strippers that have. Well, I mean, it's it's got a groove it's to a it. Thing. It's uh, it's fun to drive to. It's fun to dance to. It's fun to just party to. It's a uh, it's heavy, but not alienating. It's it's, it's it's a it's almost like a party. It's a Halloween party. Yeah, it's basically what White Zombie music is. You're going to a Halloween party listening to it. That is the best description of White Zombie I've ever heard. That's a good one. That's a good one. I dig that. And that's true. Um, they're one of my favorite bands to listen to when I'm walking. Like if I've got a few minutes, I, you know, put on the, the, the headset. White Zombie or Rob Zombie 1, usually Astro Creek 2000 is blasting in my ear. Oh, man. When Astro Creek came out, it was a, it was a game changer for yeah. me, for music. I mean, because it was rock music, you know, but growing up... At, a little kid, I mean, I was listening to ACDC, Metallica, and stuff like that, and then mm-hmm. you hear White Zombie, and you're like, oh, shit, music like this exists. Yeah. You know, I found White Zombie when I was young, before I found The Misfits. Yeah. You know, so... It's kind of it's weird how that works, because I got into White Zombie... Uh, I guess it was around the time that... Uh, that Astro Creep 2000 had already been released, um, and the band did some did some tours with Pantera and a few other bands, and um, then they just kind of fell to the face of the earth. And then there was rumors that Rob Zombie was working on something new, and I actually saw him on uh, it was the Howard Stern Private Parts uh, movie premiere, and MTV always did this shit. It was probably the best one they ever did too. Right. And they had Rob Zombie and Howard yeah, Stern. MTV used to be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it used to be good uh, back in the day. Look it up on YouTube, on Google. <laughs> it, is, it was a real thing. Um, and they said Rob Zombie and Howard Stern performing together. And Rob Zombie came out looking like, you know, straight up like Rob does, Zombie, yeah. you know. Uh, and he had a bunch of people in this band that was dressed up like like zombies, like mummies and shit. And I was like, is that is that why it's zombie? Or like, was this his solo stuff? And uh, it got me excited because when I realized it was just him and like another band, uh, not White Zombie, I was like, "All right, cool," you know. And uh, and that was that was that was the time period where I really got into White Zombie. Was and it had already passed? I'd heard of them, but never really. And honestly, my stepfather uh, got me into a shit ton of bands, and he gave me his copy, which I still have of Astro Group 2000. Uh, which we can't forget if we're going to talk, talk White Zombie, we can't forget about. Uh, the Sex Resisto, Devil Music Volume 1. Well, right. Well, and the remix album. I like that album. Of Astro oh, Creek, yeah. Super Sexy Swinging Sounds. Yeah, dude. And uh, it's got some really good remixes on it. It of, does. Of the uh, Astro Creep songs. Yeah. It's basically the same album, but all remixed. And yeah. if you've never heard that, you want some uh, weird uh, versions of some classic Astro Creep stuff, check that album out. That, yeah. I remember when, uh, when that came out, me and uh, my buddy John... We were like always trying to find the version that wasn't censored. We, oh, in we the wanted, album art because yeah. of all those like seventies looking chicks. And, yeah, uh, like 
bikinis and stuff. Yeah, we we wanted yeah. to get that shit. Right. And you could barely find it because everybody managed to bitch about it and all you see is side boom. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but yeah, I don't even like re- remix albums. Right. I mean, it was the first time I'd ever bought a, I, or understood what a remix album was, like for the whole album, you know. And um, I just thought the word like, remix, I just thought the word remix only worked for rappers and Nine Schnells. And yeah, then I heard that, I, uh, and I was like, "Shit!" Right, and then you see that, like, okay, this yeah. is just Rob Zombie remixing his own shit, yeah, with you know different folks or uh, you know. But it's fucking killer. I think uh, Rammstein even did a version. Yeah, probably. I, I think. think so. Um, yeah, mean, it doesn't beat Astral Creep to me. Uh, yeah, but, you know the first, like I said, well, Devil Music Volume One, first album when it came out. Yeah. Well, the first major album. First major, yeah. Well, first, first off, in case in case you never uh, listened to White Zombie, let's explain. Um, you probably know who Rob Zombie is. We've mentioned him multiple times. But White Zombie, the thing about them was they used complete and, or, and, and, and utter horror. That was everything that surrounded The artwork was always yeah. like... They would even use sun clips from old horror movies and stuff in their... I think Rob Zombie is the king of that too, by the yeah. way. Yeah. But that's where it started, is White Zombie. I mean, him, mm-hmm. you know, chopping up old dialogue from a Frankenstein film or whatever, and and putting it in stuff. And I, uh, I always loved like all like the carnival shit. Yeah, you know, because he always had like if you if you open up the the CD of, of Astro Group two thousand. Oh yeah, there are some weird ass drawings. I think they're all done by Rob Zombie. Yeah, um, which is pretty fucking impressive. Um, but he's got a bunch of like evil clowns and stuff, and even like you know grease grease paint monkey brains. Yeah, that clown with the uh, the hook arm and the uh, gnarly face. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. Just look at the picture. It's there. There's there's some stuff there, um, but it always enthralled me because I'm like, man, this is fucking crazy. And it was like, like you said, it's m- music that you can move to. Yeah, but it's also like it's so just like in your face. It's like holy fuck, man, like. It's it's the kind of music that like I like I said when I, I go walking and stuff I listen to it. I still it listen to pumps it. me up. Oh yeah, yeah, it's still my hype music, man. Like I can put on Thunder Kiss and I'm still just as jazzed about it now mm-hmm. as I was when I was a, a kid, a teenager. I mean, their music has never really uh, wavered for me. Yeah, I um, mean, you know, Rob's music is a little different than like classic white zombie to me a little i mean i like rob zombie stuff too solo oh yeah, career, yeah but most of it you know white zombie was just a little heavier a little more kind of grungy but not i don't even want to use that word but like they I, there was something about it that was just like futuristic street kids playing fucked up you know, futuristic punk rock type. Like that, it's I don't weird, know. man. Yeah, it's it's a weird genre in itself. Like, it's not... It's not for everybody, but the people who dig White Zombie... Yeah. Are, pretty, are still loyal fans, pretty much, you know. I've actually been listening to a lot of Astro Creep lately, so it's kind of funny we're actually talking right? about it. Um, my... Because uh, my, we've got a few minutes here. I, I can talk a little more about White Zombie. I guess I do love this band. Um, yeah, they're... A great deal. They're probably... They're in my top ten. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, of all time. Just listening all time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, my stepfather, he the, before him and my mom got together, uh, he went and saw uh, Super Suckers, Ramones, and White and White Zombie. And uh, I still to this day I'm jealous of shit and wish that we could find <laughs> a you know a time travel machine because right. man that's that, that's, that's a pretty show, that's 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 Absolutely. pretty wicked. 
and uh, and I, I, I he tells me all kinds of uh, stories about that show. Um, but uh, just a band that just always meant a lot. Like it's it's one that like that's one band that actually my stepdad actually connected on. Yeah, man. I you think know? it's uh, whoever kind of gives you White Zombie, mm-hmm. like leads you to them. It, your buddies or your relationship is weirdly. Um, because White Zombie is such odd music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I'm going to give a shout out to my buddy Chris. Uh, you know, middle school. We, or early high school. We weren't even driving yet. We couldn't drive. And he's the one that showed me this CD. Right? And we played it in his house. So loud. And so long. And I mean, my neck hurt. We were thrashing around headbanging so much. You know? And just like, this music was killer. Yeah. You know, and so uh, Chris, I, and he's still a White Zombie fan too, wherever he's at. Shout out to my buddy Chris. Um, but yeah, I mean, and we still talk about that, Mike. I mean, you know, I've seen him be like, you remember that time we broke our necks listening to the White Zombie? He's like, oh, hell yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's still a flawed memory. So there's a, usually a strange connection with whoever. It's it's true. You know, and White Zombie. It's funny you talk about that because it, cause we, I had a moment actually one time where me and a bunch of friends were in a car and actually the parents were driving and uh, they had a cleaning business and we were helping them. So we were, it was like, we're late at night. But uh, they would give me like cigarettes. So I'd be chain smoking and they'd put up Rob Zombie, Hellbilly Deluxe. And it's like, my, I, I always like, you know, I'd seen Pantera and stuff, whatever. But right. My buddy that was in the car, he wasn't used to metal. And this shit was blasting. And he... Hellbilly's a killer album too, man. It's, it's a very killer album. But he, you know, his neck fucking... He could barely... He bitched about oh, it for dude, weeks. The next day, because I mean... I was standing at his house. We were going to do something the next day. Like his folks were taking... It It was his birthday or something. My buddy, you know. And we woke up the next morning. I mean, because we'd stayed up till 4 or 5 in the morning just listening to this, you know, crazy white zombie stuff. And yeah. woke up and couldn't hardly move my neck. Because I had just... You know, we'd went nuts and just. Oh, it puts you in that mode. Yeah. Definitely that kind of band. That, yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, uh, there there is a reason why they've been mentioned. Obviously, we love them. Wide Zombie. Like, Rob Zombie's cool. I like a lot of his stuff. Um, but the but White Zombie. If he's a little zombie. too much for you, go back to listen to Astro Creep. Listen to uh, Devil Music Volume 1. Um Oh, get a load of like old, old Rob. Yeah, I do have to mention this real quick. They're one band though that after, because I heard Astro Creep and then Lissexorcisto and all that stuff, and so I was like, oh, they I heard they had more albums out before that, that were like not major labels. <clears throat> so I went back and had a buddy of mine who actually he's like he was giving me a lift somewhere, and he's like, you really want to hear these, don't you? I was like, yeah, dude, can we listen to these? And uh, he's like, all right, but I'm putting it in and I'm not turning it off, and he put in. He made me listen to, I think, their first two albums. Let Them Die Slowly. Uh, yeah, Let Them Die Slowly and Soul Crusher. Soul Crusher, yeah. For um, and it was horrible. They're not good. They're not good. So the band is one of those bands that, like, it, it might be your thing. It's not really, it's not what White Zombie would grow into being. Right. Astro Creep is pinnacle White Zombie. Yeah. I mean, it, to me. That that's uh, that's that's the sad thing about it, but they did what a lot of bands should should have already done and haven't, or it took a long time for them to do. They called the quits when it was good. Rob Zombie was like, "Hey, I'm done. I've done this. Yeah, you know, yeah. Let's quit with the well, well, it's getting good. Yeah, right. And, and I mean, yeah, they made a good remix album after that, mm-hmm. and went out pretty much on a on a plateau at least. You know, they didn't. 
sink into kind of mediocrity or any kind of, you know, just bullshittery. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so White Zombie. Check them out. Check them out. Definitely a special band. Um, I guess let's listen to a tune real quick, actually, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Graveyard Talk. This is Chuck Nasty. This is Whitman. And uh, we are discussing uh, horror bands, horror-related bands, that kind of thing, and just talking about a few of uh, our favorites that uh, are ones to uh, to be mentioned and to talk about. Uh, for a little break there, we played, uh, or shit, we, uh, we talked about White Zombie um, and Rob Zombie a little. Uh, and now uh, Misfits. Uh, the the band that when you think of horror punk, all you see is 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 the Crimson Ghost. <laughs> yeah, man, that's the, the icon. I mean, that's I do have a tattoo of that on right. my arm, and I'm proud of it. Right. <laughs> Which I mean, they they, you know, they've always been the band that like has like 
Like Glenn Danzig used to paint his face to like a skull yeah. back in the day, and uh, they've used the imagery. Uh, well, their names, you know, of the the band members, you know. It's, uh, yeah, Jerry Only and Doyle and Robo yeah. and uh, Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein. Yeah. You know oh I mean? yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. His, his whole moniker. So it's like, yeah, these guys are horror, and they all look like. You know, they got skull pain and the devil lock and um, yeah, Danzig just belting out lyrics about zombies and green hell and aliens and uh, I mean every classic old horror movie that you can. They were they were one of the first bands to uh, to kind of I mean because there have been bands before them obviously you know if you think about classic rock and shit before punk rock um, that talked about horror related stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Misfits were the first ones that like, they kind of talked about certain movies and certain things that, like, you didn't really hear about in punk rock, really, you know, at the right. time. Um, well, in any kind of music. Yeah. I mean, they're talking about Earth AD and, you know, Thing from Mars and all. It's just kind of obscure shit that... Well, th- th- this is one band that, that I actually... Because, okay, because Glenn Danzig was the original lead singer right. of, of the Misfits, which is my favorite... You know, I think most people's favorite. Yeah, I prefer Danzig Misfits, but yeah, you know, but I also like I also like Michael Graves, and there was there was a, there was a couple of guys like, you know, around like there was a guy that that uh, uh, there's a documentary about who actually sang for the Misfits for a little while, and there was one or two other people or whatever in between certain things, and then it ended up being Jerry only. Yeah, that just does, does the vocals, and I think he does just fine too. Yeah, when I seen the Misfits, it was just Jerry. Yeah, and, uh, same here twice. You know, he's still belting it out. He knows. I mean, he's been around. Yeah. You know, so he knows all the classic stuff, and he's been through Michael Graves, so he knows, you know, the new stuff. And uh, I don't know. I think all the kind of incarnations of of Misfits or whatever, they're just. It's been a good uh, continuity. Yeah. To me, like a lot of people don't like the Michael Graves era Misfits. See, so, yeah, it's that's people being picky, in my opinion. Me too, and I understand. American Psycho and Famous Monsters are great fucking albums. I was gonna say, man, I love <laughs> Famous Monsters. Yeah, talk whatever you want about Michael Graves, but Famous Monsters, yeah, and American Psycho is not bad either. But it's, uh, I don't know why people have such an issue with the Michael Graves, but I mean the first, the first, uh, which is actually kind of funny because when I got into Misfits, it was like I didn't like Danzig, but somebody let me listen to some Misfits, and I was like, oh shit. I even left work at Little Caesars. They let me go with one of the drivers to Lexington, which was about 30 minutes away from where I worked, um, while I was still on the clock, <laughs> while I was closing, because I'm just impatient as shit to go to, to a disc jockey music and buy two Misfits albums. And I bought the two collections they had. Oh, yeah, man. Fell in love with it, man. I really did. Collection one and two. That's hard to... That's, that's some of the best there. ones. Those are good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She but, is one of my favorite Misfits tunes, and it's yeah. I mean, horror business. I don't know, man. There's so many good ones that. Well, the funny thing is, though, is the first one that I had owned before I did that was it was a Michael Graves one. It was the uh, Tales from the. Oh, it was the uh, something in the crypt, or whatever it was. It was a it's a demo CD. I can I didn't find that album. Got it in there somewhere. Uh, it was just like demos from the Michael Graves era. Yeah. But they were good, and that's where, like, when I first, like, I mean, I first heard that, like, I mean, I knew who Glenn Danzig was, I knew that side, yeah. I just didn't own any of them, 
and I hadn't really been completely introduced. That album got me turned on to him. The Michael Graves stuff was the one that got me going back and listening to the, right. the Danzig stuff. And then by the time I saw him uh, in Louisville that first time, uh, I I completely just, I, I loved it. At that time, it was just Jerry only doing vocals, which, of course, they did. They have done a couple of reunions with Glenn Danzig, yeah. but that's not... It's it, Jerry Owen was the vocalist for Misfits now. Danzig's pretty much just standing in. As cool as it is, that's that's the truth, though. <laughs> well, because Jerry's still out there touring and stuff, and, like, you know, Danzig will do a couple big appearances just to, like, keep the Misfits name yeah. or whatever, you know, and just, but... Yeah. Yeah, Jerry's, Jerry's the vocalist now, I mean... I, there's also, like, you know, like with Slayer fans, people who are Misfits, like, if, if you, you see somebody else with a Misfit tattoo... Like, it's about eighty percent. They're gonna be cool. I've never, I've never had a like. I've met people like random people at shows and and just like I mean at, at the store and shit like that that have like the misfit thing. I'm just like, you know, or they'll look at me and be like, hey man, they'll point at their their tattoo and I'm like, oh yeah, dude, right. yeah, you know. I mean, I wear my Gigi Allen shirt. People do the same thing, you know. Right. So you know, you know. But that's that's one of those bands. It's a connector because punk music, you know, because uh, Michael Graves or Danzig or whatever. Misfits, for the most part, is punk, you know. So that's kind of a, a a marginal piece of the fandom. Right, You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. well, if you dig punk music, that's already a pretty narrow spectrum. And then you got a Misfits skull tattoo. You like weird horror punk. I mean, that's there's not. That, yeah. It's an instant connector, you know. There's, just, there's something about that band, man. Because they also had that, that classic feel to them too yeah they add there's if you listen to the uh, well, Legacy of Brutality bit. album that one has a very like there's yeah a lot of their true. albums had that they have that like 1950s like on distortion kind of sound well right I mean Danzig is basically like a horror Elvis right you know which he just released an album Danzig it's called Danzig Sings Elvis Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, That's it just awesome. got released the other day. Okay, so he is actually now the horror Elvis, not just my, right. Yeah, my idea of it. Okay, perfect. Danzig, Danzig is turning into what he should be. He yeah. is horror Elvis, but he's always had that kind of sound. I mean, he can do an Elvis croon, you know, and he sounds, he sounds like he's from the fifties. He can do under the boardwalk and all these kind of old classic tunes because he. He can get that. Yeah, that's... I mean... He was one of those that's also, like, you know when when Misfits are coming on. Like, with Danzig's voice being the way it is, you... It's very distinctive. There's a lot of bands since Misfits, like, you know, first came out that have come out that sound very similar. You know, pretty much like fucking worshippers of Misfits that kind of try to copy it. Well, yeah. I mean, they spawned a lot of uh, imitators and a lot of... uh, Yeah. And people trying to... To use that sound to do something. I mean, they kind of spawned kind of a hellbilly, rockabilly, you know. Yeah. Classic, but like kind of dirty kind of sound. Yeah. In which, I mean, like, I I, got to give it up to him because, you know, Jerry only has been like the the constant. And um, it's been him and his brother Doyle, I think, has been playing guitar with him for the most part since they did. Yeah. And, uh. Robo and I can't remember the other drummer that's been touring with him. Um, but uh, I think actually for a while, Dave Lombard from Slayer was actually playing with some hmm. of the reunion shows, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, but 
But Jerry Owen, like, he's still kicking, he's still doing it. And, like, he put out the 1950s album cover, like, or the cover songs, you know, album. And a lot of people gave a lot of shit, and I I think they did a good job on it. It's kind of it kind of made sense the songs they chose for it like it's all those classic like nineteen fifty yeah. songs. Um, I don't know what you would want from them, other than that. Yeah, you know I mean if yeah if they're doing a nineteen fifties cover album, and they pick all these kind of doo woppy, you know kind of easy songs. What what else is there to pick? Yeah, like that's the whole point of this experiment. You know, uh, they they're they're one of those bands that. Uh, that you also, along with White Zombie, also think of like horror music. They're like yeah. the, the ones that just come to mind, you know, the first. Well, because um, Danzig <clears throat> to me is, uh, he was awesome at that. I mean, he would just take the movie and break it down into a song. Yeah. Return of the Fly. Oh, yeah, man. You know, I mean, the songs like that, it's like in the chorus, Return of the Fly with Vincent Price. Like, yeah. that's the chorus. So it's like, he would just take movies, I think, that he probably liked or just that had an influence somehow and would just turn them into a punk song that's, you know, a minute long or whatever. But it's, I mean, you're basically getting the horror movie synopsis in a very just click, 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 you know, yeah, version. I mean, it was a weird... I, uh, that they, that they're, I mean, they're... <clears throat> they definitely made their stamp on, on punk rock. I mean, yeah, you know... Uh, what I was gonna say a minute ago is that they put out uh, an EP. Well, they put out an album a while back where Jerry Allen was doing the vocals and stuff on. Um, if, I can't remember the name of it because it was one of those that like it came out and I really had no idea. Uh, Devil's Rain. There was that, and they had like they had like a Land of the Dead kind of album at yeah. some point. They've done a few things, but they came out with a Friday the Thirteenth EP. EP. And, uh, which I hadn't seen until you showed me that, which uh, yeah. uh, I was pretty happy with that. Seeing they, something new. And, yeah, and they had you know a song about Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. And there was a couple others. It, it, it's not a bad little, like, you know, you know, bring back to that kind of the, the horror element, you know. If kinda, you dig Misfits, you'll like it. You know, it's... Uh, it, if, you're a hardcore, if you're a hardcore Misfits fan, like, I can listen to any, any Misfits. It doesn't bother me, like... You, oh, Jerry, the... Yeah, Michael. like, yeah, just, I'm with just, you. I mean, there's some... There's just some albums and certain songs I like better, mm -hmm. but it goes both ways. I mean, I like some Michael Graves tunes. I like some Danzig stuff, you know, but overall, yeah, I just like the way that it's carried on, kind of tradition of horror music. Yeah. You know, whoever's been the front man and in the band has kept it... True, I think, to the Crimson Skull. Yeah. Has kept it true to Misfits. What, you know, the punk has kind of wavered here and there. It's kind of went from pop or these kind of crooner 1950s things or whatever. But they've kept the horror element strong yeah. throughout the whole history of the Misfits. Yeah. And that's that's why I got into them in the beginning. I mean, I could just be listening to some other punk band or, or something else. It's for the horror element is why I'm listening to them. Yeah, for me personally, because I mean, that's what and that's what know. turns me on to him. Right. You know, was was the fact that it was the the horror aspect. And honestly, I gotta go back to it. Like I kind of like him being a three piece. Because I mean, that's what, that's what I was forgetting about a minute ago. Because Doyle's been playing a lot with the Misfits, but he also has his own thing. Um, but Des Kadena, um, 
plays the guitar for the Misfits a lot of times. He's having some health issues, if I remember correctly. So he he wasn't able to or something, and that's when they ended up getting Doyle to come back. Um, you know, which Des was like, when I met him, he was a cool dude. You know, so I I hated to hear about that. That was actually not too long ago, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. There was something else there with that, but yeah, I, I, Misfits, another one of those favorites. Uh, oh yeah, I, they, they go up in, in the top ten of like you know uh, favorites of all time. Awesome. Another band that, I mean, I found them when I was young, and I still find myself liking them after these, you know, in both both aspects. I mean, I can put on, you know, uh, Michael Graves and here dig up her bones. I'm cool with it. Yeah. You know, or you throw in some old, old Misfits and you hear London Dungeon, and I love that song too. You know, so it's like, I can still listen to them. They're still appealing to me, even though I'm not a, a punk kid anymore. I mean, I'm old now, but... There's something about the, the horror aspect that still just pulls me in. Yeah. Uh, Misfits was like one of those bands that also like influenced a lot of the bands that I was in, even though if we didn't really have that sound. Uh, like I was in a band called Isle of Conspiracy before Bastard Sons of a Judascope, many years before that. And uh, we did a show here in, in, in our hometown of, of Mount Sterling, which I'm not from here, but I feel like I am. Uh and I used to promote shows. This is where I yeah. pretty much met this guy. So Yeah. Uh, we were playing at um, a place kind of just hidden out of like nowhere that was just a great place for uh, partying. It, it was used for wrestling matches and dance hall and even a magician's It was the coolest thing. place in my town for us uh, ruffians, for sure. And I was lucky enough to be the uh, operator and <laughs> proprietor yeah. of this place. I, so, at, a, at a... An early young age, enough to where we still had fun, and you know we had a blast. Oh man, good! But we we played a Halloween show. I can't remember who else played that show because we played a lot of shows down there with a lot of different bands. Um, there was a band called Karma Theory back in the day. I don't know, just another local band that uh, played at night with you guys. And oh man, I can't because I can't remember. But but the thing is, is we we decided that we were gonna do. Because we had a bunch of songs about old school horror movies, and we were like, "Well, let's let's do some Misfit songs." So we were going back and forth with those songs for a Halloween show, um, and our drummer at the time, uh, Stephen Perkins, uh, he uh, put a hole through one of the bass drums, and he used that the double kick for a lot of our songs. So we had, we couldn't play more of our songs, so we just stuck to Misfit stuff, and it was one of the funnest. <laughs> One of the most crazy, like, fucking shows, man. Like, that was, in my opinion, one of our best our best sets. I mean, I've well, only was, seen a video of it one time. I can't find the video anymore. It was one of our best shows. I mean, we had, you know, for, we live in a pretty small town, and this uh, this venue, max capacity, was maybe 100 people. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we were busting at the seams that night. It was a hilarious and eventful night, for sure. Yeah, it was good stuff. Uh Women here was actually on stage. Uh, it was it was for Halloween. Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, dressed as Leatherface, my d- boy. Dressed as Leatherface, uh, <laughs> a personal favorite of both of ours. Um, and there's still pictures of that. Yeah, somewhere on my Facebook. I've got a few of them on Facebook. Facebook. Uh, fun times, and uh, I, I think it was the power of the misfits that that helped that. So, what's well, the only time I've been on stage ever? Yeah, so and it was. That's why I was thrilled for you to be up there singing. And it was singing the Misfits, you know. So that was good stuff, man. That was. I, I wish, I wish I could find that fucking video. I've only seen the video they one might time. Might resurface somewhere. 
You never know. You never know. But anyway, uh, Misfits, I, I don't really know what else to say except they were fucking, I, I, I like everything in their, in their catalog. Walk Among Us, their first album. Yeah, man. Um, that album, I got that shortly after I got the, the cuts from the crypt. That's what it was. My yeah. crypt. Shortly after I got that, I had a buddy uh, who was getting rid of a lot of vinyl, and he, he gave me a couple of Misfits records. Unfortunately, I don't longer have any records, but that's another story. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I got really heavy into them, and I've always been into them. And, uh, yeah. I think, that, I think that's about it. I think that wraps yeah, it up. I, mean, you know, I, mean, I, Misfits? No, I love them. Uh, if you dig horror... And you dig punk, uh, check out some Misfits and uh, give the Michael Graves a shot if you're uh, biased and you think... Glenn Listen Jones, to all of it. Yeah, there's Listen some Michael Graves it. stuff that's good and vice versa. If you're a new guy, somebody that's just found some Misfits, go back and check out some old, uh, you know, Danzig, uh, Walk Among Us, um, Earth AD, I don't know, some old Misfits albums and uh, some, find some new gems back there. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's not impossible. There's a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh... I think we're going to take another little small break. All right. Back in a second. Welcome back to Graveyard Talk. I'm Chuck Nasty. This is Whitman. And we have been discussing uh, horror-related bands um, that we enjoy. Um, We've discussed White Zombie. We discussed uh, Misfits. Um, And now you can't... uh, We've discussed earlier on about how there are many types uh, and many more bands that are in the horror genre or have some kind of horror-related image or... 
sound or song, you know, plots or whatever. Uh, these are just ones we, we, we prefer right now. Uh, I'm sure at some other point we'll name some more off for another episode. Um, but this, this next band, um, this actually is like the, the last of our list when it comes down to just a couple of bands uh, that we think you should know about or just discuss, whatever. Uh, Guar. Fuck. Yeah, Get man. it out, Chuck. Uh, Guar is one of those bands that uh, <laughs> they... It's hard what, to really... What do you say about Guar? Disgusting. Vile. Loud. Hilarious. Heavy. Fast. Funny. Yeah. Um, creative. Hilarious. Yeah, I mean... Uh, and I said it twice, but whatever. Well, they're funny, so... Yeah. Um, Gore uh, started in 1984. Um, in Richmond, Virginia. In Richmond, Ball Virginia. Place. It's pretty close to us here sitting around. Yeah. Uh, they uh, had their own... Uh, get up for being on stage they would put on like they'd make their own little like outfits yeah, and shit yeah for anybody that's never seen Guar that might be listening <clears throat> uh, oh yeah well I guess we got I it. mean they all wear these elaborate monster costumes I mean uh, one guy is a giant trap jaw for a face and you mm-hmm. know it's uh, and his name is Balzac the, the Jaws of Death um lead singer Odorous he just kind of looks like a, I mean, a mutant or a monster. I mean, his face is just all messed up. He's got big shoulder pads, you know, and it's all spawned from. Yeah, don't, don't forget the cuttlefish. Right. Well, right. I mean, I was going to leave that for the people well, who haven't seen it. If, you, yeah. if we're going to talk about Guar, we've got to talk about the cuttlefish. True. So he also has this huge phallus that dang, dangles from between his legs that uh, resembles, I, I don't know, some weird squirt gun. Like with like ears, yeah, it's so weird, yeah, disgusting thing. Uh, they had they there's they are the originators when it comes down to this kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> elaborate stage props, uh, you know, giant armor, and I mean, uh, they would kill people on stage. Yeah, they've killed the Pope. They've killed all kinds of different presidents. They've killed, uh, you know, usually there's a cop. There's uh, any number of Michael like Jackson, Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson. They've killed him a couple of times. Uh, they've killed uh, George W. Oh yeah, uh, they killed him when I seen him. They killed the when I the first time I saw him was at uh, the Waverly Hills show. Okay, and um, they had that was like shortly after the the Virginia Tech massacre happened, yeah. and they they made a big character. Um, that looked like him and they completely demolished him on stage. Perfect. But the way they did it was just so like, <sighs> I can't call it tasteless and I can't call it tasteful, but for them it made sense. And it was their way of saying, fuck that guy. Yeah. Right. A, a lot of times they go after, I mean, like Guar have a very vulgar story plot to them. Um, you know, they, they're from another planet. They're the scum dogs of the universe. Right. Exactly. Which is, uh, the name of one of their, uh, their best albums, um, which was one of their first major yeah, label albums. Face, yeah. Um, it was their major label one. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they, they kind of, they, they, they took a whole new, uh, approach to like what punk was. And, uh, uh, fuck. 
Lost train of thought for a second. Happens. You're connecting them to punk, but whatever. I spiral them out punk, but I mean they are they're fast and uh, I don't know. They were, I mean they were everything. They were thrashy. They, they were thrashy. They were punky. They were like metal. They went back and forth. Um, they completely changed the game when it came down to things. Um, just the theatrics of their you know their stage show and just. I mean, you have a giant dinosaur called Gorgor that rolls out on stage and chews people up of the slave pit. You have a thing called the slave pit, which are just these random other people that come out on stage dressed like gimps and all kinds of these different slave characters that throw shit at us at the audience. You know, like they shoot, they shoot the guns. Yeah, and and well, and I got hit in the head with one of these blood packs, and it's just a a plastic bag tied up. (laughs) with a hole poked in it and they pitch them out in the audience when you get hit you know it, yeah. hits you, it looks like you've been shot in the head or whatever yeah and uh, so just having a thing called the slave pit or the slaves that throw all this junk at the audience and I mean it's just their uh, it's a it's a wild show if you've never seen Guar, don't know who Guar is I mean just uh, just YouTube some live shows or check out one of their crazy videos or I mean, they're, they're they're one of the one of the best bands to <clears throat> to see live. Unfortunately, uh, Dave Brocky, who was the uh, vocalist, yeah. who was also Odor Sarungus, uh, passed away a few years back, and they continue. Um, they continue as a band, uh, which I give them respect for. That's cool. I'm not a big fan of the stuff that's come out afterwards. I haven't really listened uh, too much since. Uh since Otis Dave's passing. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, just, just didn't want to. I was just like, nah, it's not gore. I mean, and it may be, you know, I don't know. I'll have to check it out, but I just haven't. To me. It's not the same. Just him as the lead singer as Otis. I mean, he's one of a kind. So, and he was a super cool dude. Yeah. Like, super nice guy. I mean, anytime after show stuff, he would sign, you know, meet people and uh, if you knew what he looked like yeah you know a lot of people yeah. well, you might see him backstage or whatever and pass him because they're always in this crazy get up on stage you know but uh, met him once super nice dude I met him and didn't realize who he was right? until a lot of time later <clears throat> the second time I saw him was uh, at Buster's which is called something totally different now right um, but I I didn't realize it I, I think I bumped a cigarette off of him or something I say it was like one of the roadies, right. but I didn't realize that was kind of like what you know. And uh, at the time, I hadn't really seen too much uh, when it came down to like what the guys in Gore look like with other mate, yeah. mask and stuff. And I didn't know until a year and a half later, probably two years maybe, that uh, I had actually like met him and talked to him and stuff, and uh, didn't realize it was Dave Brocky. I was like, right. "Well, shit, man! Uh, great front man, hilarious in interviews." Yeah. Um, he 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 was really good about uh coming off of like one liners and stuff. Like he just phenomenal knew. actor. Oh yeah. Like stayed in character. Like I mean, there's episodes where they come on Jerry Springer show and like all these old like talk shows because that's when they start getting their peak. Like when violence when violence arrived, I mean, you know, when that hit it it was uh, kinda of blew up even for mainstream. We're like, Oh, who are yeah. these guys? What what's going on here? And just always staying in character. Great album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they just, they, they've always maintained, a, a, you know, that they are these... They're scum dogs of the universe. Right. They're from, 
know. <clears throat> Should we? Well, we're just gonna go ahead and mention this. I can say it a minute ago, though. But they're also like, you know, they're hooked on crack. <laughs> And that's kind of like a, a thing with gore. They had they have a really morbid sense of humor, and they like again, like we said, you know, check out videos and stuff like that. You get what we're talking about because uh, you have to have a pretty good sense of humor to take some of the shit they talk about. I mean, they oh, really man. do. Well, <clears throat> I mean, there's a song called "Fish Fuck," you know, and it's yeah. uh, and it's exactly what you might think it is, obviously, is that to you, you can listen to the song. <laughs> really, but, yeah. You know, it. you have to take all the music tongue-in-cheek. I mean, it's it's not meant to be serious. It's meant to be like reading a raunchy comic book. Yeah. That's kind of their deal, you know. And, uh, in fact, even made comic books, like, they're ridiculous marketing ploy, too. I mean, they've made toys and board games and uh, comic books and stuff. But that's kind of like a guar album it's yeah. uh open up like a, a heavy metal magazine you know yeah i don't if you guys know what heavy metal is or just like a yeah it's just a raunchy comic book but if you can enjoy that like with titties and cussing and blood and guts and uh i mean i think you can so I if you can, can deal with that you you'll probably it. dig war and <clears throat> they are funny so it's not just all that stuff you can get yeah. some uh some pretty funny uh Random junk there. I don't know. I mean, uh, Guar, um, they, they kind of they they when they started getting those albums out, man, their their uh, their fan base became pretty crazy. Oh yeah, well know? they started getting like tours with you know big bands as far as in the metal scene, heavier scenes, and yeah. going on big tours and Ozfests and all this different stuff. I mean, were they on Ozfest? I think back in the day, before Ausfest is like it is now. Oh, when it actually I'm not really sure. And, yeah. I mean, they they had their whole like empire. Yeah, it's kind. Of, I mean, I, something I wanted to go back and say because I'm what's called America. Slave Pit Inc. Yeah, like Slave Pit Incorporated. Like they have a business of just all kinds of you know art. People and, build their 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 outfits and their costumes. Yeah, and, yeah. and their weapons and stuff. Uh, going to see a Guar show isn't really so much like going to a concert. It's like going to like a really cool heavy metal play or something because there's always, yeah. it's not just like one, two, three, four. It's not like Ramones where it's just like, all right, here we go. Here's a song. Here's a song. No, it's like, here's a song. Here's some kind of weird like theatric to go along yeah. with that song. Yeah. And then everybody can be really hyped up and excited when everybody figures out what song is coming next. Yeah. You know, uh, always good. I, like I said, I'm not a big fan of the new stuff. Give it a try. You might. Uh, the guy that's pl- that doing that does vocals now, he was the original uh, Beefcake, the original bass player. Okay, uh, he was Beefcake doing vocals. Now. Yeah. yeah, there's been a, there's been a few. I didn't realize. I thought that each Guar member uh, was like that was their thing, and it never. Nah. There's there's been a, quite a but few. There has been a bunch of rotating different characters too. Yeah. So I mean, like sometimes there's a guy named Sleazy P. Martini. That's oh the, yeah, you can't forget about him, right? And sometimes he's not there, and sometimes he's kind of like their uh, he's their manager. He's their manager, yeah. You know, and then there's a guy Techno Destructo, and sometimes he's with Guar, and sometimes he's against Guar, and like there's just all these different characters that kind of uh, rotate. Great stories and great merchandise. I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, also that's this one thing is they were on the Beavis and Butthead video game, right? So I mean, it, there's a there's a Guar board game. There's yeah. Guar like trading cards and stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, there, there's 
Because it's not just like you can get the CDs and stuff, but you can also get like music videos, which I have right. quite a few VHSs that were given to me, my buddy, to my, uh, well, to me by my my friend Aunt Edward. I got to mention this: that's uh, not too many bands, especially in this genre, but any bands, they've got two Grammy nominations. Yeah, and they didn't win. Yeah. Okay, but one was for best uh, metal performance in a movie. Right. Yeah. And the other was for. Uh, Best long video for Phallus in Wonderland. They have a Grammy nomination for a video called Phallus in Wonderland. Wonderland. Let that sink in. A Grammy nomination. So there's something to these guys. I mean, they're intelligent even though they don't come off that way maybe. But it's, uh, there's something behind them, you know. Yeah. Uh, Violence Has Arrived uh, is our... our we we, we yeah. both agree it's our favorite album. Yeah. They've got a bunch of good ones. Um you can go back to Scum Dogs Universe. Like I said, it was a good one. Uh, War Party is a good one. War Bloody, Party is good. Bloody Pit, Bloody Pit of Horror. Uh, that's an underrated classic. I think I really like that. And they have a, a, a shit ton of uh, uh, different like albums and different artwork and silly names for songs. <laughs> oh, but like yeah. all the stuff's good. Like some people probably look at it and be like, "Oh, I'm sure they can't play their instruments." Well, uh, go back and listen. They're, they're, yeah, man, those yeah. guys are talented. Like, like yeah, crazy. Uh, Love Guar, uh, rest in peace, Otis Rungus. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, but it's a great band. Go check them out. They're definitely in, in the top of horror bands because um, they do everything that you're supposed to. They were gross, had a gross backstory, uh, killed things, killed uh, things. They they threw stuff at everybody in the audience. Um, yeah, they were they were amazing. Check them out. Yeah. yeah. Man. Um, I guess that that would be towards the end. But before we go, uh, there are a couple of bands uh, that we're not really too fond of, but they are kind of important to if what we're talking about. If you think about horror music or horror, you know, kind of classic music, this is, we're just not really fans, but there might be some out there that, well, we know there are. I mean, they're, but uh, these didn't make the cut for us, but you may want to check them out. Uh, basically, like, I'm not going to talk too long about either one of these bands, but, uh, Lordy, uh, I guess they say it. They're like a complete ripoff of Guar. Um, that's all I really can say about. I don't mind crap. Lordy. I don't like them. Chuck doesn't like them. Uh, but yeah, they're if not for Guar, Lordy would not exist. There wouldn't even be a fan base for Lordy. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't put yeah. that on Guar though. I mean, whatever. They're that good at somebody try to copy them. Oh no! I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. it's, it's another band that's just like. Uh, yeah, check them out. Whatever. Yeah, uh, they're they're no guar for sure. But. Yeah, no guar. But they they do the whole horror thing and stuff. So check them out if you're if you want to listen to it. Whatever. I don't, but you might. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, the other one, and a lot of people give me a lot of shit oh, for man, this. I've got but, grief for this uh, for my whole life, basically. Yeah, um, King Diamond. Uh, not a fan. Not I, a fan. I've tried to be a fan <laughs> of King Diamond. Um, I've tried to. He's got when a pretty cool a kid, stage setup. I saw that face paint. He's wearing a bunch of crazy right. goth jewelry. He's got a top hat. I'm like, this guy's cool as hell. Um, I can't. I don't know what to do with it. I just he uh, he's way too high in vocal, and I just I can't do it. But I have tried. I give him a lot of respect for what he does. But to me, he's just the ABBA of satanic music. I don't like which ABBA. is fine. Yeah, exactly. If you dig, <laughs> if you like it, classical, fine. you know. I get so much shit for this whole topic, though. Well, right. a lot of respect to the guy for what he does. He keeps doing it. I mean, he's still got like and, albums yeah, coming out. Yeah, he's holding the know. torch. I mean, he's still doing it as far as I know. But he, um, 
Which is why it needed to be mentioned, and that's... Yeah, he's still holding down the horror stuff. He's still painting his face all corpse painted up and different. And he, yeah, he's still doing like these crazy like stage shows and yeah. stuff where he's coming out of like castles. Yeah, right. Like, so God like, damn, dude. I mean, I can't... I'm not a fan of the music, Mm-mm. but it's like, it would be like watching a play. Would I rather watch a King Diamond play or The Sound of Music? Okay, uh, I'd rather I, watch yeah. King Diamond. Yeah. But if I had my choices, I'm not listening to King Diamond. But yeah, you know that's just a again. You you might be into it, King Diamond. I I, I can deal with over Lordy, <clears throat> but I'd rather not. Regardless, uh, but that's it. I'll skip both no. of them and listen to White Zombie. So yeah, right, yeah. That's I'll, how this is played out. Guar, White Zombie, and Misfits. Those those. That's the lesson for tonight, kids. Yeah. Uh, but until next time, we'll have something fun to uh, talk about. If you disagree with us, hit us up argue yeah uh, if you uh if there's some other bands that we're gonna make maybe another couple parts of these of uh kind of horror music but if there's a band that didn't make the cut or uh you know let us know what you think maybe it's a band we haven't listened to bad thing is i'm coming up with like 40 right now in my head but whatever we'll, we'll, we'll right. save them for next yeah time. absolutely but yeah definitely let us know i mean you know facebook page the nasty nation page eventually there will be a great grow talk page uh whenever i'm not uh doing other things or being lazy basically but uh but thanks for listening we we really appreciate it um uh, like i said we'll, we'll be back next time uh next friday with uh or i'm sorry we do the shows on friday and then we put them out on sundays whatever uh, it throws me off but uh we'll be back then with uh a new graveyard talk and uh new fun discussion of uh the topic of horror yes sir until then y'all have a good one